Welcome back to YouTube with, with the, the boys. boys. We have a fantastic episode on Video Game Donkey. Everybody knows the first video game is Mario Brothers, but did you know that the second Mario Brothers wasn't even actually Mario 2? Yeah, it was actually a Japanese game called Harry Potter and the F***ing Wizard. I know. What the hell? Video Game Donkey is a YouTube commentary channel on video games that has over 7.2 million subscribers. He basically takes very, very long games and edits them down to 5 to 10 minute content in the reviews or gameplay. So today, to analyze his channel with me, I have brought my resident Video Game Donkey expert and friend, Jacob. Hello, uh, I'm Jacob, and yeah, I would agree. I would like to consider myself to be a somewhat of a Video Game Donkey expert. I've been a very consistent fan for the past five years or so. Uh, and I've watched all of his post League of Legends content uh, pretty, pretty thoroughly. I think once or twice over, maybe even three times over. I've seen all of his videos. I uh, love him. Huge fan, and really excited to discuss the legend himself, video game donkey. Now, I'm gonna start off with one question. Do you remember the first video you watched? Like, what got you sucked into his content? Oh, I, I don't remember. Um, I, I can recall looking back, seeing a video of his, and then going into his content and. I remember when I first found him, I watched every video, like just going uh -huh. off of like recommended, 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 and then did it all over again. I was such a huge fan. I just, I loved it, but I, I could not recall the first video game donkey video I saw. No, I'd have been a good one though, because mm -hmm. I was hooked. If, if, if there was one aspect that you think like kind of like pulls you into his content, what do you think it would be? Personally, I just, I think... His style of humor aligns pretty pretty strongly with my sense of humor. I think he just has a really strong understanding of comedic timing um, and also uh, of, of video games and what makes mm -hmm. them work and I think what makes them fun to watch. Uh, he, Like you were saying, he, he condenses so much into so little, and I think it's because he has such a high threshold for what he'll include in a video mm -hmm. right? and, and how, uh, how funny it has to be. And I think structurally as well, uh, the videos are structured in a way that they're jokes that build upon themselves throughout the video. He's very clever with things like that. There'll be something that you pull back in, pull back out, and kind of that flow. It almost it spans across his entire channel and all of his content. Little inside jokes here and there. Once you kind of get the scope of what mm -hmm. he does, he'll pull a joke from a different video, drop it in there, pull it out there. He has all these recurring things, and it, it just feels like a very cohesive experience, right? And a very, like he has his own culture that he's defined and carved out. Yeah, I will say it's really interesting because every like a lot of the videos are edited in a very chaotic way, mm. but like the chaos feels very deliberate in how they're done. Like you can tell, like the style and like the fast pacing of it. That is really, it's really hard to do a video that's paced that fastly. Yeah, yeah, I think he has a very strong control of his edit, and I think it's an underrated aspect of his videos because he doesn't have the technical skills. You know, he uses the same red font. Uh, for every time he puts text on the screen, it always looks the same. It's very iconic, very recognizable. Um, but he plays with sound a lot, sound effects and noises mm -hmm. and bringing in things like that and layering, you know, his own voice. And um, he I, he does another thing, I think, with um, where he'll use like different microphone setups to give you like a different feel of what's going on. Like sometimes we'll have like a low quality microphone to get that feel like this is raw gameplay, kind of like that talking in the headset kind of feel. Yeah. But then he'll also have his, his like normal commentary. voice over. Yeah. Kind of like the, the the real live gameplay versus the dub over with the it, it gives you a different feel and he just knows how to play with that. This reminds me. So do you, do you, you know do you know anything about Schlatt? No, 
I don't think I've watched much of his YouTube content. I've seen him on Twitch. So Schlatt has this secondary YouTube channel called The Daily Slap, in which he kind of like pays homage to like the old like kind of Call of Duty commentary creators. So I think he plays the original Modern Warfare 2. And he does it with like, he doesn't know webcam, but he does it with like, he like intentionally uses a worse mic to kind of like call in the nostalgic aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's interesting, I think, when, you know, creators do that because it, it does make a difference. Yeah. No, there's something about that. Like, I remember, um, I think it was when like PewDiePie upgraded his camera and it, it felt wrong. Like when, when YouTubers go to that 4K look, that very cinematic look, you lose that sense mm-hmm. of like personal connection and like it, that one-on-one feel, you know, you look at like XQC setup, that shitty webcam, that shitty microphone, something about it feels so personal, right? And I think getting that, that sensation uh, is something that a lot of YouTubers can struggle to do, right? And, and a lot of YouTubers, when you, when you push that envelope towards a more high quality standard, you, you lose a sense of your, your audience's connection to you. Yeah, what's interesting is like, if we look at Mr. Beast, he, he definitely has enough budget to use like actual like cameras for like cinematic cameras to make movies and stuff. But he sticks with his like Sony's because like you, you still want the YouTube feel. Yeah. I think once people get too professional, often you it loses this kind of like, not mom and pop feel, this kind of like, you know, it's just one person feel who's not making millions of dollars because sometimes you want to ignore that fact Mm -hmm. so like if they get too professional i do think there's a certain extent but like if we talk about donkey's process you know he is recording an elden ring video after beating elden ring four times and 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 it's clear you like he he likes games so i always like wonder how he played them because like you know i i imagine that sometimes he just plays the game straight through because i feel like playing the game and recording a game would probably be different. And at least in my mind with how much he loves games, it seems like he would like kind of separate the two. But I, I wonder if he like goes into certain sections if he's played before and goes, oh, I can make jokes out of these and goes back to make jokes. Um, and Or I wonder if he's like always recording the whole time or dubs over content that he just plays silently and he's like, oh, that was a funny moment. Yeah. Uh, it's There's no way for us to know for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard him discuss at some point in the past his process, but I might be imagining that. I do know that, um, right, I believe he dubs over. I feel like he, he separates his love for gaming a bit for his, from his YouTube yeah. channel. Because, yeah, like you said, he played through Elden Ring four times. He's a, he's a huge gamer. Um, he very rarely live streams. I don't even know if you knew that he does have a live stream channel. I didn't. Um, very rarely goes live, uh, just plays like random shitty games. Uh, he, but he, I think he, he considers you know, the gaming experience to be very sacred. I would imagine he's always recording just from some of the the glitches and things he captures and the funny moments. It feels like he has to be always on to get everything. And I think he, he does that at the very least, but I don't think he's constantly doing a constantly doing commentary or anything like that. I think he, mm-hmm. he tries to enjoy the game and you know, maybe he goes back over, maybe he doesn't, um, but whatever it is, he has, he has a process that, that works for him. The only thing we're always recording is it's like, you would have so much footage. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder editing a small video at least for us maybe he has this process streamlined down well let's say he goes like oh yeah let me make this review on like not review but like let me make this did you watch the breath of the wild video oh yeah, yeah. like dude the things that happened in that video are crazy mm-hmm. and maybe there are certain things like he goes into recording the fight with the guardian or whatever but it's like 
he's doing all these like tricks and stuff. And I'm like, this must be like so many hours of footage edited down to this short thing that yeah. it, that is absolutely wild. Yeah. And I mean, when you look at a video like that, it's also, it seems like, like, like you were saying, he, he sometimes takes like entire games, like with his, his dark souls videos, I think he'll take like mm -hmm. basically the whole game and just throw in moments, moments all the way through the end. But then you look at some, a video like the breath of the wild video and it only seems like a very small portion of a game, you know, he's played through, you know, he's mm -hmm. played through it many times, but you're not really seeing like, you know, like all the bosses, all the dungeons, you're more so seeing him having fun with the game. And I think, you know, he might have in a case like a video like that, he's definitely going back saying, I'm gonna fight this guardian, but I'm gonna do it in the most fun, imaginative way possible. Or I'm gonna go kill some bacoblins with the fucking raft and the wind and all yeah. that and balloons and just be like, I'm gonna see what happens. But there's also then he he does that in a way where he can also, you know, push the game to its limits and capture moments that are are so uh so out of the ordinary that them on their own is, is content enough. What's crazy is I've watched multiple people play Breath of the Wild and I, I never knew you had that many like much magic in it. Like, and I saw people in the comments saying too, like, oh yeah, I've played through this game and I didn't know you could do that. So it's like, I don't know. It's crazy to see how creative we got with that one, especially. I think that like, I don't know. I was just so surprised to see like it. I hadn't played Breath of the Wild, but it didn't look like Breath of the Wild. It was like mm -hmm. such a creative thing that it was almost not Breath of the Wild gameplay. Yeah. He definitely, um, he, he puts his own puts his own magic into every game he plays. And, and that's why I especially love watching videos of his on games that I've played because mm -hmm. it kind of, it, it does open your eyes to something new and an experience you've already had. And you can also appreciate even more like what he's doing and how far he's pushing the game and, and the content, you know, for uh, having played Breath of the Wild, seeing him do those things. It's like, it, it blows your mind even more. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I, I like when he, I feel like he's very relatable when he does play through a game. Like, I know we both played through Sekiro, um, Shadows Dead Twice, and that Guardian Ape sequence, I'm like, that was that was me, because I didn't know it would come back to life. I played this, like, years after, but, like, his frustration and his, like, his victory, like, just being turned into, like, depression, I have felt the same thing. Man. Yeah. yeah he, um, he is not afraid to show you his weaker moments, for sure. And also, I think that's part of what makes his triumph so much greater. Is because he'll give you the full story. He he's a lot. He's very much a storyteller. And now he'll he'll give you those those highs and those lows, and and really get you into a game. Because you know I think uh, I've heard watching people play video games be related to like watching people play sports and getting invested mm -hmm. and things like that, and and getting that feeling of like you're out there playing it yourself or you're playing that sport yourself or that game. And I think him more than a lot of other creators will get you into that same mindset that he's in with his frustration, with his passion, victory, defeat. He will suck you in, and he will deliver those sucker punches just beautifully. Yeah, I think he, I think he definitely does just a great job of that. Now, hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to eighty percent less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm going to transition because you told me to watch the Heavy Rain video, <laughs> which was, I, th I think it's fairly recent. It's only like a few weeks ago. Yeah, that was, that was pretty new. And, you know, I went into this being like, 
okay, just this random game, Jacob said with money. It already has, it's one month ago, has 2.6 million views already. And one, what the, what is that game? <laughs> I have known about that game for a, a long, long time. I remember like being, before I even played games, I can remember, I, I swear it was like, like a Watch Mojo video or something when I was a kid of like funny video game moments. And it was like the glitch from Heavy Rain. And I think I've told you about it where it's like, the guy is just you there's like it's like at the end of the game you remember in the donkey video when he's like the guy takes sean and he has to like in the and it's like raining and he has to chase down the big guy who has like his son kidnapped him and he keeps yelling sean sean there was like a i don't a funny i don't, I don't remember know. the guy who took him but all i remember is, is i finished this this video and i'm like what what is the plot of this game? I, yeah. have, I have no understanding. It was like this dad and two kids, and all of a sudden there was this random killer in it who was like a police boss. And, and I have never been more confused over the plot. I'm like, I thought I knew kind of what was going on, but now I don't. I think the plot of the game is actually good. I think that's just the donkey effect and how he can, he just pulls out the worst moments in a game. Because I think that's a, like a fairly successful game studio who's made other similar games. I think they made Detroit Become Human. I was about to say it. It looks kind of similar, maybe. I believe they made that, and that game you know has a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't know the specifics of Heavy Rain, but I know that that Donkey certainly made a mockery of it, and and I don't know how he was able to to manipulate that story and manipulate those moments. Like the son dying was hilarious, you know. <laughs> like when the dad got hit by the car, but the son died. The way he he points things like that out. You, know, you may not yeah. notice when you're playing through the game, but he makes them so. Or when he failed the the quick time events, bro, it's so fucking funny. Fuck, that was the funniest video I've watched out of all of them. <laughs> when he was chasing him through the market, and Donkey was just going like, "Oh, the chickens!" <laughs> not the chicken. At least he would have grab onto this whole uh, lobster. I was, oh my god, reminds me dying. of his knack videos, um, where he he made fun of the the quick time events and that, or the Spider Man videos. I think. Like the old Spider-Man quick time events, mm-hmm. he used to make fun of those as well. But specifically, his Nat content has become pretty iconic in his community. <laughs> that one it was great. I just liked, and he like knows how to like. He takes the lines. He took some of the lines and like edited it back into like it was the dad depressed over his son's death, and it was like, I could go for some orange juice. Right now. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> yeah. so good. Again, playing with sound, his underrated element of editing. He's, mm-hmm. he's definitely got a a mastery of that of pulling things out, pulling things in. You know, I need a bigger gun. Throwing that in, of course. Uh, he he, I think he especially he likes pointing out bad voice acting, bad dialogue. Mm-hmm. It is so prevalent in games; it's hard to ignore. Um, but I think he just does it the perfect amount. You know, it's never overdone. It's mm-hmm. always a nice little little kick to go along with things, and he he knows when to let the game do the talking as well. Like he's a funny guy, but there will be you know big stretches within a video of him not talking. Of just the game doing its thing. And not like gameplay sequences of like him fighting a boss or anything like that. But funny moments, funny sequences, funny scenes. Mm-hmm. Spliced together in a way that it, it kind of adds a, a nice little bit of pacing. A little break from him. Kind of pulls you back into the game. Uh, shows the absurdity of the game. And then brings it all together with his own, you know, his own mm-hmm. style. And... I, I do think he does, especially in like the dunk views, I think he does a really great job of kind of like kind of encapturing a bit of like this middle ground in which he can still like compliment the game, but still make funny commentary. Because I remember I was watching, I think it was his Red Dead one, Red Dead 2 one, 
and he was like saying all this thing about how the first chapter was great, but like the bat, like the ones like the back end, it was like bad. And meanwhile, I don't think the back end was too bad, but like I don't know, it was funny because you could tell like his tone was like super complimentary, and he like really did enjoy the beginning, but then he he he, he still layers it with like commentary and criticism, but he does it in a very funny way with actually not being like outwardly lying. You know what I mean? Like I feel like sometimes if you know people like a popular like be like this is why Red Dead Two sucks and they'd be like the horse you know mechanic and like just make up shit. But I feel like Donkey does a good job of like he he knows like he doesn't lean all like negative for the for the content and I really right. appreciate that. I yeah. do feel like that um he generally um just does it because he loves the game. Yeah. No, he is he is a trusted voice uh, for me more I think more than anyone else when it comes to game reviews and I think that's an underrated aspect of his content as well is that commentary element because he and that's why he you know he started his uh, the game studio I think as, as you know is because I think he understands games uh, so well and so so deeply that he can give a very nuanced opinion but also stick to his stick to his guns stick to his beliefs about a game he's never swayed by opinion. If he hates a game, he hates it. If he loves a game, he loves it. I mean, I think in just the game industry in general, he he has such a strong stance on a lot of things. Uh, you know, one of my one of my favorite videos of his. I'm, I'm gonna pause you, you for like one second because there's an extremely loud buzzing. Hmm. I don't know why. Wait, I went away there. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll jump back in. You were talking about, um, you know, what you talking about his game studio because like, uh, he, he made a game studio, right? Right. Yeah, I was talking about him, 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 and his understanding of the industry, um, and him and his 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 ability to to analyze games and analyze the entire culture around them and be very strongly opinionated and not be you know swayed by public opinion, uh, like in his YouTube comments video. That was that was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good. One. I don't know if you saw that, but. He responded to a lot of backlash and a lot of his popular reviews. Um, and I remember there was a lot of drama with his Death Stranding review. Mm. And I remember he made a response video to this response video. He did like thing. revisiting Death Stranding, right? Or something like that? I don't... He, he did a lot on Death Stranding because he was he was very strongly opinionated on it. But I remember is there Death was like... Stranding, is that the one where you're like carrying like... The packages. Packages and you just yeah. like with the weird like baby things? Yeah. yeah. I don't think he liked the game. <laughs> It's just a lot of walking, isn't it? Yeah, I remember. I don't remember if what it was exactly, but there was like this hour-long video that like broke down his shitty review of it, and then he went back and responded to it, and like found pieces of hypocrisy, and like mm. pointed out the flaws. And it was just he—he is very, very, uh, very passionate about his opinions. Um, and what I was gonna say was one of my one of my favorite videos of his that I think is is really clever in terms of his commentary videos is his video on game critics. And I don't know if you saw that. I haven't. No. But he has this sequence in it where. He's discussing uh, bad reviews and like why critics uh, do what they do and where they can go wrong. And he went on this tangent. I think it was about like uh, what's that one game with like yeah the one Banjo game I think it was Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie. He went on a tangent about what made that game so good and like different elements. And and it felt very natural. Like he was talking about a review and then he went into it and gave his own opinion. And he went on like a minute, two minute long tangent. And then he was like. Do you guys remember what this video is about? It's about game critics. What just happened? I lost focus. Right? I went into something completely unrelated. Mm -hmm. And that's what game critics do. And he gave the example and it was like, it was 
It was like just an essay, so, like a video essay, basically. Yeah, but he like the way he he went off course just to prove his point and like give an example. I thought it was so interesting and so clever that like because it's it was it, it it worked so well and so naturally as, as this kind of you know long segue where he, you kind of saw him at using his own uh, opinion and personality kind of to, to infuse a bit of more uh, more fun and laughter to the video that was pretty serious and pretty sharp mm. on what it had to say um, and used it to kind of satirize what was going on in the, in the game critic industry. So I, I think that shows his, his range, you know, as well. Now we talked about his range and that he's like really cool guy and that we love him. Bro, he's the whitest dude I have ever seen. Yeah, he's quite white. And it's like, you, like you, you look up a picture of like gamer, it's him, bro. He is super gamer. Um, he loves his spaghetti and meatballs, as you may know. I don't know uh, if he, I like do, but I like I don't. That goes way back. I remember there's a really good. I think it's it's either a Gary's mod or a CS:GO video. I think it was a CS:GO video where he had like like a sound box of himself and like would just play like uh-huh. play like voice clips of him mm-hmm. and like people would be like, "Is that Dunky?" And they're like, "No, it's just a a sound box." And he would just keep saying, "I would like the spaghetti and meatballs." And then everyone would be asking him in the chat, say spaghetti and meatballs. And he would, I would like the spaghetti. I don't know if that's where it comes. I think it'd go before that. Uh-huh. But just another piece of very clever content. And the way he can interact <laughs> okay. with outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clever content. Well, yeah, using a voice box content. to yourself, is, 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 it's, an interesting, uh, it's an interesting way to go about it. He can pull in, uh, pull in random gamers so well, I think, and <laughs> capture funny moments and piss people off. And you know he's cutting out the shit where he's being a bad person to make them look like bad people. Yeah. But it's still fucking hilarious. And it still works so well, I think, to the modern day with like Fortnite and the way he incorporated way he incorporated children. Um, <laughs> do you ever see his Jake Paul video? No, but he like, was like, you can't just go he, the way he incorporated children. And then well, he would be like, "Hey, kids, I'm Jake Paul." For like the whole video, and they would be like, "You're not Jake Paul. I know what Jake Paul." And he'd be like, "I'm Jakey Paul. Jakey Paul with another video." And that's the whole video. And that's, it was man, really that sounds so. Funny, it was bro. really funny. It was really good because because the way he he riled up these kids over something so stupid. Uh, it takes you back to like classic Xbox Modern Warfare Call of Duty mm-hmm. gaming um, where he can he can bring the most toxic elements out of people. Like with his, his Overwatch content as well. You know, it's a toxic community. He took advantage of that for multiple videos. You know, he, he knows how to how to not just use himself, but use those around him. I like, yeah, because I tried to watch one Overwatch video and I like couldn't watch him like actually play a game. It was like... Really weird. It was like it was like just like an uninterrupted, uninterrupted like FPS game that he was like playing with. Like, I think it was Ethan Klein because I guess they're friends. Because I also mm. the one time I like I saw him in person was like the H three H podcast where they brought up the spaghetti and meatballs. But um, um, it was like yeah, like they were just like playing Overwatch and I'm like this is weird. He does. <laughs> I was like no, no, you're not allowed to play online games. I only want your like story commentary. Yeah, I've very rarely seen him like collaborate with other YouTubers. Uh-huh. He has some members of like his inner circle who make videos with like mostly Leah mm-hmm. and like some group of friends and that content. Uh, yeah, I think he has a good Jackbox video that I enjoy with, with them, but it's very rare that he brings in other people. And it, it, it's interesting when he, when he tries to, to do that. Cause I don't actually know how good he is at, at online games. Well, it's hard to say. And I don't know what you mean here, but like, it does seem like he is socially awkward to a certain extent. Very. He's very socially awkward. Because I, I did when I saw him in person, two times I did when it was like um, the HVHV podcast, and I watched his wedding video. Is he was like 
He's like so shy. He's super shy. It's, he's it's like, completely different from his YouTube it's, personality. It's so odd because he's like yelling, just like making like random ass jokes, like dark jokes in like a lot of his games. Then you see him on like the HP podcast and he was like kind of like sitting, like just smirking in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so hard to watch. Because yeah. one, it just does not look like his the mental picture of him, you know, at least physically and personality wise for me. See, like you just see the actual dude, and you're like, "Nah, this is not." It's him. it's very different. I think that's why he doesn't live stream very much. Doesn't have um, a camera mm-hmm. uh, very often. <laughs> I I can remember some videos where he had a camera. You know, he did a month. It wasn't like a month. He did like this like Donkey Kong December month or some shit where he posted like a Donkey Kong video every day. It was like a period where he was posting like ambient. I gotta show you. It was weird. He had like this period where he just posted a few ambient videos of like trains and birds or something. I don't know if you saw that. No, it's just his married man arc. Yeah, he had a weird moment. Um, but you know, thinking back, I can remember like I think the only time I've seen him like live have that fun personality is with Leah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a live stream vod that was really old that I remember. Leah watching. is his wife for those who don't right. know. Yeah, he's married. You got to her. married. She's lovely. I um, haven't seen much of her content, so she's very. Fun. I want to know. I don't know if I believe you. There's this video of them playing Mario Party. And it's really interesting having watched this video because there's this part in it where he's like trying to to land something or like the fish. Uh-huh. I don't know what it was contextually, but it would keep fucking him over. And every time he would go, oh, I missed. And Leo would like start dying of laughter every time he did it. And it was really funny because he like he had it down, he had uh-huh. this line down. And the weird thing is this like niche reference from this old, this old like live stream VOD is, is mentioned in other videos. I was watching a video the other day where he, he I don't know what he, I think he missed a, a shot in Rocket League and he went, oh, I missed. And it's like a callback <laughs> bro, you're to such a deep, niche bro. reference. And it was so funny to me. And I was like, no one, no one understands what he's talking about here. But, but I know, I know he's talking about when he played a Mario Party with Leah on a live stream five years ago. You're in too deep to the lucky fan. I know like, it's, it's the culture. He's created such a, such a community, such a, such a rich like catalog of one-liners that it'll hit you if you're a real fan. I think I think he's definitely grown a lot. What's interesting is, I mean, a lot of his videos, if you see, look at his most popular videos, they are all from a fairly long time ago, mm-hmm. right? Like seven years ago, eight years ago. There are not many, I mean, look, like, look, he still gets 2.6 million or 2.5 million, million views per video. So he does well. But do you think he's ever going to, you know, you think he peaked? That's my question. Because it's not, let's make it clear. The position he is in now is not falling off or bad. He's making a lot of views for video, you know, and they're short. He's doing well. But do you think he has peaked? I think his content model is a little bit more dated now. And I think the bigger thing that that hurt his channel uh, I mean, not that it's doing poorly, but it's his upload schedule for sure. It is very erratic. Um, there can be pretty long gaps uh, between videos because of how of how like how much he puts into them. Um, that kind of gameplay style is not as popular as I think it once was, and I don't think that's a knock to his content. I think it it shows that he really stays true to who he is. He has a particular style of content that he loves making, and he never really he he's branched out a little bit. Um, but rather than trying to become this bigger YouTuber with more of this kind of a consistent style that with with broader appeal, I think his decision to to invest his time into a, a company and become part of this industry that he loves, because I still think first and foremost, he is a gamer. 
mm-hmm. right? That's where he, he, that's what, how he sees himself as. That's what he loves. And he, he, he thinks he, he, he knows he's blessed to be able to do that, to make a living, but he, he very weirdly still separates that, that kind of a monetary aspect, career aspect from, from doing what he loves and to pour himself in that way, rather than trying to, to continue to grow his channel, start live streaming more, have a higher rate of content. Um, he definitely has put his focus elsewhere mm-hmm. on things that make him happy. And I think that that's always what he's done. And it's something I really respect. And I think that that could be a, a factor of what you're describing. You know, I, I expect it to be good, like the video game company, but you know, you always worry that it's going to miss. Because mm-hmm. there's like a lot of times when, you know, a video, like any YouTuber tries to get into like a mainstream product, you're like, there's been a lot of misses if you go beyond merch. I mean, like, OTK has their like PC company now. I mean, like, I I, I guess Mr. Beast has done it right because he just has like such a renowned fandom. But at least for me, like, whenever a creator makes like music or releases something that I feel like is off brand for them, this is on brand. But I don't know. I just get like get very nervous. Yeah, no, it, it, it's 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 scary for sure. I think for him as well, and for for people who who follow him, they they definitely want it to go well. I think we all do. Um, because I think a large portion of his his fan base uh, loves indie games, and I know he does. I think I personally attribute him to the the success of Celeste. I think he I think had a big part in that. He was mm. like since that game was in beta, he was playing it, and I think he might have mentioned that in his video. But I remember the first time anyone had heard of that game was when he released his his review of it, saying it was one of the best indie game he'd seen, and then it blew up after that. Um, he he has an understanding of what what makes that part of the community so great. And he's played so many indie games mm-hmm. um, and finds the ones that really speak to what made him, I think, fall in love with gaming, you know, at, at an early point in his life. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope he can, he can reignite that. I think, I think the difficulty with YouTuber products that I see is you're kind of like balancing being this creator and member of the community with also, I mean, you do have to make a profit with these things. All right. At least not a problem. You have to break even to some sort of extent. So I feel like, you know, some people would be like, oh, like, why can't you just release this game for free? Or like, why is it so much? And possibly lose. Like, I feel like there's this like weird, you you want to make something great and you want to make something that's like, I know, like fantastic, but that costs money. And But you also want to balance your like expectations like to your community and still like do well with them. And I mean, I can only think about like, Let's think about like Valkyrie, like the makeup brand, very mm-hmm. on brand for her. Miss, yeah. my lord, reflect was a miss. That can happen. Yeah, and you just see these things, and that was like a spiral. If we go back to that, I mean, mm-hmm. I love Valkyrie, but she was like cutting people out for a minute, like live streaming crazy. And I mean, yeah. that was I think years in development. Mm-hmm. I believe so. So I don't know. I, I just have this, you know, this worry under me with like products and then you you know you hope he has this a sway he does now because you know there's also the other side where donkey makes this great game puts money in it needs to make a profit people love it but they don't pay for it right and like if he has lost it i don't know like yeah with with game profitability profitability that's always going to be a contentious thing um you know with microtransactions and games being so expensive like i think there was some some backlash for how expensive stray was being how short it was. How was it? It was only like five hours time. Yeah, but it was, I think it was... 60 bucks or something. It might have been either 40 or 60, but people were like, that's absurd. Uh Um, Or like, you know, games with too much microtransactions. People hate that. 
But I think his, someone his like- His video on Battlefront 2 was accurate, bro. Right. Yeah. He <laughs> is someone who is so outwardly against that and outwardly in loving games like, you know, he's mentioned Hollow Knight being like, um, I remember when he talked about it, talking about how much you got for the price of that game and how, how much he respected that, mm-hmm. and what it did for the community and what it did to the game. I think someone as stubborn as him, someone as strong-willed as him and strong-minded as him is going to make the right decisions. That's my hope. And I think that was the reasoning behind going into that decision is I think he, he has so much respect for what makes games good and what makes games fun. And he will balance that with his understanding of you know, trying, to make, trying to make a profit, make a living in a way that I hope he makes the right decisions. But I, I really do trust him. And I think people who know what he stands for and who he is um, he is willing to, to sacrifice money to, to stick true to, to what he believes in. Um, mm-hmm. I remember he talked one time when he Seems was just studying. kids? He's not. So I don't he, think. Do you think they're going to have kids? Probably not. doesn't seem like he would be of the fatherly type. I don't know. Um, I know Dan uh, TDM had another kid, and I was yeah. like, oh, he has two boys now, I think. Which is just, like, so sweet. Yeah. And I, Dude. Thank you would be an interesting father. He would. Do you know, you know, he's always like, do you know Mango at all? I do. Dude, the fact that he is a child is I always like, you didn't know that? No. Dude, he has a child. That's interesting. I could not, I mean, <laughs> and it's just that's weird. Definitely weird. Dude, I just can't imagine, like, growing up, like, we're going to get off topic. Growing up, like, a dad who's, like, just the like, guy. Smash Bros like Super Smash Bros Melee like Star <laughs> I remember only when like remember when E-Rob had a kid yeah oh yeah E-Rob does have a kid that was funny that was really funny I, it's just it's just so hard to think about because you're like this is yeah. like if PewDiePie ever has kids thinking like imagine them looking at his old content what would you think yeah, of that like like Hey, Dad, what was that word you said on the bridge? Ooh, that's an, it's an interesting way to take that. Yeah. Dunky might also run into that problem if you look back at his content. I think we kind of talked about that yesterday. Maybe a bit. To, I mean, like, did he say He that? has said it. Dunky has said it. I'm not quite sure if he has apologized. I'm fairly sure that he has taken the videos down. However, this behavior is never acceptable. And has never been acceptable. I'm fairly certain. Did he make any apologies? Did he take the videos down? I think they're still up. And I don't I don't think anyone ever cared because everybody thought he was black for the longest and time. He is in fact not black. I think the the running joke is that he's Puerto Rican. Uh <laughs> no I, way. I believe I've seen that in multiple videos. That he is he's <laughs> But you can, doesn't that doesn't justify saying it. No, well no, no. I that was a long time ago. I can't remember exactly what the when he said it. I feel like I've I've heard him say it. That I am actually of Puerto Rican descent. Ooh. I have no way to confirm if he is or is not Puerto Rican. Um but I don't I don't remember either where the, the Puerto Rican joke came from, but like it it was it's in a, a good number of his older content that he claimed to be Puerto Rican or that people called him Puerto Rican and he played into it. Well you know as an official statement from um, the YouTube with the Boys headquarters, we denounce any speaking of that word or mm. claiming that you are of another race when you are not. Right. I will say the last thing, uh, you know, some, I'm going to throw in some criticism. Mm. I don't think I can do what you did because, like, when you binged all his videos, 
I think that his humor in small doses I find funny, but like I, I, when it repeats too much, I get bored. Like that, you told me to watch the like top 100 video games of all time video, and it was just too long, bro. He just kept like the Shrek joke after like the second time. I was like, eh. those are funny. I mean, it's been a while since I've watched his. I think that video in particular, and I think also. It's been a while since I've watched his older content as much. But I feel like um, your whole humor in general is just repeating things. So Right. It works for me. Uh, but also, I, I was younger when I've been to all his videos. I've been, that was like, you know, probably four or five years ago that I first got into it and first watched everything and, and got so into it. Uh, that's like late middle school for me, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's the perfect time to be enjoying Donkey, right? Is, is, is when, when you're, when you're feeling like edgy and you're like, whoa. Yeah, it's a little edgy. A little bit extreme, a little chaotic, and it worked well for me then. And, and watching those videos now, I'll still have a good laugh. But his content has matured. And also, like, binging those videos now, you'll get a mix, I think, of his serious videos, his over-the-place <laughs> videos. Um, I think his content has definitely improved over time. Um, but that nostalgic, old, just pure chaos donkey will always have a place in my heart. Mm-hmm. And there's some videos where I think he, he even early on in his career, had that style perfected. And has just matured as a person, mm-hmm. you know, not just as a creator, but as someone who uh, who makes, who has more of a passion, I think, than ever before, and who's able to balance that more with that uh, that other side of himself. And I think also just be more true to who he is. He was definitely playing it up around that era of like you know loud, crazy, funny. Looking back at like was you know, this the Happy Wheels era? Happy Wheels era in, in like dark PewDiePie era. Yeah, he was probably around then at his uh, craziest, and that's just not who he is as a person. We we've seen that, you know, when he's just more casual. Yeah, and I don't know. It's weird, uh, dude. I, I miss that era of YouTube. I always I talk I talked about last video. Like I was talking talking about you know you know how Apple uploads have kind of gone down and gotten longer. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about how I miss like the two ten minute Jacksepticeye uploads in a day era. Or I'd get home and I'd watch like one of them or even two of them. And it'd be like this, like just 10 minutes of happy wheels. But it was so much packed into one video. And yet yeah. I, do, I do think that is dying out to a, a certain extent. Me, That was coming home to watch the daily popular MMOs video mm, as a kid. Who's that? Popular MMOs? Don't know that. One of the top Minecraft YouTubers back in the day. Don't know that. I Really? He was, he was up there. He was up there. I remember. I believe I've mentioned this before in the podcast. I did not play Minecraft as a child. I barely played it, but I was I was a Minecraft watcher. I thought we all were. I know? mean, I was to a certain extent. I like caught on late. Mm. I started watching Dan TDM in like middle school. I think I, I stayed a bit on the fringe. I didn't always watch. I never watched a single Dan TDM. Movie. I was very stubborn. I love Dan. And I still am. I love certain creators and I will not touch certain creators. You know, oh, and you're like, oh, the contrarian. Oh, I won't watch Dandy. No, because like, yeah, I think um, it might be like that. I, I don't know. I just have to get hooked on a on a person. For the podcast, it was the first time I ever watched like um, Hermitcraft, oh. like Mumbo Jumbo. You know him? No. Oh, that the Redstone guy. Um. Yeah. 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 No, I never watched that. And uh, Green, who's like builder. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. It's the first time I got into that community, and it's huge community. Yeah. Very diehard fans. Still to this day. Yeah. Yeah. And they they make they make like crazy stuff. But it's just weird to know like that these pockets like you missed out on YouTube. Like oh, I know a bunch of people loved like um Yaks cast and all that. Mm. A lot of the cat, ones Captain I think the ones Sparkles. I watched are all, are pretty much dead. You know, mm. things like that or have transitioned. I mean, I think I told you this, but like back when I was watching Minecraft, you know, there were there were the YouTubers like, you know, like like popular MMOs who just stuck to Minecraft and then kind of died out or uh-huh. like 
Sky does Minecraft, things like that. Yeah. But then I remember also watching fucking Vicstar playing Minecraft and that being his whole channel mm -hmm. and seeing how he kind of transitioned now and where his career has gone is, is fascinating to me. Well, I only watch his Minecraft era. He was just, I think he was, he started in Call of Duty and stuff like mm. that. And then he was just making the bag. Yeah. I think in one Sidemen video, he listed like how much he makes from like Minecraft servers, like a year or a month or something. And it's a crazy Mine number. Really? It's like a million or some shit. Minecraft servers. Yeah. Well, does he run like the big ones? Any of the... He runs his own. And it's like a Vicstar Minecraft server. Wow. And he still has all that like old pole. <laughs> uh, I'll have to find that um, figure. Um, but yeah, like, no... I honestly like yeah, it's great. Oh, I love. I miss the old era sometimes. Old yeah. Smosh games was my shit. I never watched. You never watched them. No. It was like. I think what I watched. I think that I don't know. I feel like some of them may be problematic now. Maybe. Oh, oh, for sure. I think two may be problematic now. Things are things but, are different in terms of YouTube content. But um, like it was like Laser Corn, Jovenshire. <laughs> I'm just listing random ass names to you. So yeah, Hinky, Atomic Mari, Flitz, Wes. No. That was an era I, I, I like. Yeah. I wasn't all the way there on that. I, I definitely missed out on, on some of the, you know, I never had Vine. I never had Vine either. Yeah, you know, I, I was stubborn with things like that. Never wanted to get Vine. Never wanted to watch I the still, popular YouTubers. I still YouTubers. don't have Be Real, so. I have Be Real. I'm, I'm a sucker now. I didn't have Instagram for the longest time or like. Uh, Snapchat, both my Instagram mm -hmm. and my, well, my Instagram, my sister made for me. And then my Snapchat, I only made to talk to a girl. Um, so, you know, mm. I, I, I never really wanted to personally get into that whole space. I, I refused to watch Ninja and like Tim the Tatman during that era. I was like, I won't. Yeah. Yeah. I, cl I still clowned my friend for like, he like subbed and like donated to Ninja during that era. Really? I'm like, bruh, I'm bad. I, I was big into music. What's the one guy? Who, oh, Shroud. Shroud. I watched Shroud a little bit. Mostly in the Apex days. Mm. Shroud playing Apex was, like, so good. That was a good era. Okay. I think we are going to start to wrap it up. Yeah, we've gotten pretty far yeah. from our main topic. But that's the fun of podcast. Right. But um, we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.